Were you with a narcissist because you were codependent? Is codependency something that you struggle with? You see, a lot of times when people talk about narcissism and they view the partner of the narcissist, we normally group them in a category of being codependent, being codependent on the narcissist, being codependent of what's actually happening, what's going on in the relationship. And sometimes people don't realize how much that codependency changes their mindset, changes the thought process of the things that they're thinking. This normally develops those stories and those thought processes that end up infiltrating their minds based on the narcissist, based on their upbringing or whatever it might be, that end up telling them the wrong story, that end up telling them the wrong thing that's actually going through their head. So I want to talk to you really quick about codependency and narcissism, and we're looking at the book again, The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. And one of the things, it gives several different examples here that I want to kind of walk through and kind of explain to you a little bit. So it's talking real quick, it said, people fall into enabling partnerships with narcissists for different reasons, from a desire to caretake, to self-doubt, to need for approval. Often they become enablers gradually without understanding their situation. They may feel confused by their partner's brainwashing messages, believing some or all of the following statements below. So I want you to listen to these, and I want you to see if they resonate. If they resonate, put a comment down below so that other people know they're not alone. Like there's more things that are going on here. I want people to understand what's actually going on when we're talking about narcissism and we're talking about codependency. All right, number one, I am causing him or her to act this way. You see, a lot of times when people get with a narcissist, they get blamed so much for every single thing that happens. And so from the narcissist, it's like, how do I put this on another person? How do I project this guilt, the shame onto another person? And that other person starts to take it on. They start to think, maybe this is my fault. Maybe I caused them to be this way. And especially when they haven't seen it or they've been love-bombed or gaslit for such a period of time, they start to think, maybe I'm the cause of this. But in reality, it's not that you're the cause of it. You weren't there when they were born. You weren't there throughout their upbringing. And that's typically what is driving and motivating and bringing about narcissism. But so oftentimes, people want to attribute their own thoughts, their own opinions to it, saying, maybe I'm the one causing it. You're not. Number two. I'm unfair, angry, or cruel. A lot of times it gets put back on the other person that they're the narcissist, they're the abusive one, and they start to wonder like, okay, well, I, I did react that way. I did yell at them that one time. I did respond this way and this way. And in reality, typically what someone is going through is reactive abuse, where the narcissist is pushing you and pushing you and pushing you to get you to the place where you snap and you respond. You scream, you yell, you punch back, whatever it might be. And that's when they're like, see, I got you. You're the abusive one. You're the mean one. You're the cruel one. But you have to look at what's actually leading up to that. What's actually transpiring until it gets to the place where you lash out and you respond that way. A lot of times it's narcissist prompting reactive abuse. Another one that people think of a lot of times, if I weren't so stupid, selfish, needy, unattractive, then maybe they would love me. I talk to people all the time about this in one-on-ones and when I'm doing coaching of walking them through this process and walking them through the story that's in their mind that sometimes goes back to this thought of like, you know, if, if I wasn't this way, maybe that would change how they love me. The problem that people don't understand is that the narcissist doesn't love you to start off with. The narcissist isn't madly in love with you or isn't committed in love with you to be at the place of saying, hey, rain or shine, I'm still gonna be with this person. 
No, it's only transactional. It's only for the length of time until that mindset switch or the devaluation pops in or whatever it might be that changes it, moving in, getting engaged, having a baby, getting married, whatever it might be. Once it switches, it has nothing to do about you because it never had anything to do about you. It all had to do about what the narcissist wanted, needed, and thought they were entitled to. The other one here, she or he doesn't really mean to hurt me or the kids. See, that's the hard part is a lot of times people are like, I, I know they love me because they say they love me, but they still hurt me. And that's the problem that a lot of people view in abusive relationships that stay in abusive relationships even longer because they get to the place thinking like, well, they're saying that they love me. They're saying they care. They're saying all these different types of things, but the narcissist isn't living in that way. What is your narcissist? What is the toxic person in your life? How are they demonstrating love, care, respect, faithfulness, honesty? How are they demonstrating that? Because if they're not demonstrating it, they'll give you cognitive dissonance of what I say and what I do are two different things. You have to be able to acknowledge the truth and the facts of the situation and not what they're just saying or putting on you. Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Another one that says here is deep down the narcissist loves me, but doesn't know how to show it. That's a big fallacy for a lot of people that are codependent thinking like, hey, they just love me. Like, it's okay. This is the best they know how to show love. Like, this is their version of love. It's not. Because that's not what love is based on. That's not what love is even about. So many times people get love so skewed when they're talking about narcissism is they think narcissists just love themselves so much. Like, that's not the case at all. They're in love with the mask. They're in love with the facade that they put out there, but they're not in love with themselves because if they actually had proper self-love, they would start working to heal, grow, and change themselves, and they don't. One that's huge. All relationships are difficult like this. I know a lot of people that think this. I know a lot of people in Christian circles that think this because they see other relationships and they're like, that person has it better. Maybe I'm just struggling. You know, Maybe this is just how life is going to be. And they started resigning themselves to that struggle and to that relationship. Things will get better when we get married, have kids. The hard part about this is sometimes this happens with codependency. Sometimes it happens with narcissists. You know, for me, there's an aspect of thinking, hey, when I get married, when, when we like finally commit to this and we get married, maybe I'll be better. Maybe that'll fix me. Maybe that'll fix the cycle of going from girl to girl to girl. And it didn't. Not at all. And the thing that people need to understand from the codependency part is that that's not going to fix someone who's not committed. That's not going to fix someone who's already lying. That's not going to fix someone who's already abusive. All it does is it locks you in longer into that type of relationship. So be very, very careful 
If you're experiencing that already with someone and you're thinking, maybe this will get better with marriage. You know, that, that they're, just, they're just worried about commitment. They're just afraid of that. You know, all that kind of stuff. Being afraid of commitment doesn't make another person abusive. Being afraid of commitment doesn't make another person a liar. So be very careful with that thought process because it can lead you down a dark path that you don't want to go down. Another person put here, another thought is, if I change, then maybe he or she will be happy with me. Is that you? Have you thought that thought before? Because if you have, I want to ask you something. The time that you've been with a narcissist, six months, five years, 20 years, how much did you change? How much did you modify, adjust, self-sacrifice, change your behaviors to meet them? to be the perfect person for them, to, to make it happen the way that they, it was supposed to happen. How many times did you change? And then the question is, how many times did they change? Because a lot of times people think like, if I change, if I modify myself, if I become what they're wanting me to become, maybe it will work. You see this with people wondering about polyamorous relationships or people with threesomes or whatever it might be. They think, maybe if I just do this, I don't wanna do this, I'm not comfortable with this, but maybe if I do this, it'll make it better. It never does. It never does. Sometimes people think, if I'm more loving or lovable, then they'll stop being so angry. And again, that comes back to the idea of like, why would a narcissist, why would a toxic person hurt a good person? Maybe if I, if I look better, if I'm, if I'm more loving, more lovable, maybe if I'm a better person for them to see, maybe if they see the good that's inside of me, maybe they'll change. Again, it comes back to the fact that the narcissist is not looking at you thinking you're a good person. The narcissist doesn't care. The narcissist is looking at you being like, how can I manipulate control and do what I want to do? And if that means you get hurt in the process, I don't really care. All that the narcissist cares about is themselves. And so when people think like, maybe I can change something, maybe I can be more loving, maybe I can, you know, just, just be more loving to them, be more vulnerable to them, like help them understand like they're seen and heard and loved, and then nothing changes. Because even if a narcissist got to the place where they were seen, heard, and loved, and they were willing to be like, oh, I'm a narcissist, then it's a whole other battle to even see if they even want to change. Because a lot of times, unfortunately, they don't. Another one here says, if our children act or do better, then he or she will be happy with us. You see, oftentimes people think, if I just modify something, if I fix something, if I change something, then the relationship will get better. Here's what it says here, wrapping up. It says, enablers may delude themselves into thinking that they alone can understand and fulfill all their dif fulfill their difficult but special partner. They may see their partner as somehow a great catch and believe that they need to do extra work to keep him or her. Perhaps their partner feels a little bit out of their league, more intelligent, attractive, charming, educated, or successful than they feel than they feel they are, and therefore worth the high maintenance that they need to do. I don't know how many people that I've talked to in one-on-ones that have come in and said, my narcissist or the person that abused me, they're very, very smart. They're very smart. And a lot of times they like even put them still on a pedestal of like like they were like super intelligent, like off the charts. And as I talk to more and more people, I'm like, this can't be a consistent thing. Like, it can't be that all these people are just that intelligent because they get caught, because they get caught in their lies, their affairs, like all these different types of things. But it's oftentimes it's what the narcissist puts on them that makes the ego a lot higher and makes the other person seem a lot lower. 
what one of those like resonated with you? We're talking about codependency with the narcissist. Did you start to think that I'm causing them to act that way? That you're the unfair, the angry, the cruel one? That if you change something, if you modified yourself, maybe it'd be better? Which one of those resonated with you? Leave a comment down below, let some people know. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed these episodes. I love interacting with different people. If you're interested, reach out to me sometime through my website, Raw Motivations. Would love to interact with you. Either send us a message there, uh, schedule one-on-one -on -one so I can talk to you and try to work with you through whatever whatever you're going through on life. You know, Whether that's a relationship, uh, narcissism, uh, whether that's just life trying to get from one step to the other and trying to figure out how do I break out of this mind fog of what's going on. Would love to talk to you more. We'd love to see you guys reach out and comment and like on different things. We've got Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We'd love to see interactions there. And as you're listening to this, like go ahead and rate us. Give us a couple of ratings just to help promote this message to other people so other people can have positivity in their lives as we're trying to grow, change, and help other people find that awareness as well.